Welcome to Seizure Salad, Fuster Cluck Epilepticus. A salty, slightly cynical conversation about epilepsy, neurological disorders, and occasional random tangents. Together, we explore the synaptic jolts that short-circuit one's world and the mental and emotional fallout that comes from them. And if that sounds heavy, don't worry. We don't take ourselves too seriously. And now, Seizure Salad with your host and electrostatic meat sack, Micah B. Side. How you doing? It's Micah B. Side, your host, electrostatic meat sack and lab rat, and I am here with Tony Barlow from Epihab, Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix, epihab.org is where you're going to find this gentleman and his company. And this is a really cool company. Um, you and I were introduced by actually my life insurance agent. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she is a wonderful woman, wonderful woman. She actually texted me while she was having lunch with you, I think it was. Uh huh. Yeah, she's like, you got to meet this guy. Um, so she put us in touch, and, and I'm very grateful. Tell well, me how is, you're doing today. I'm doing well, and it is a small, small community that we live in. You know, <laughs> there's that movie, Six Degrees of Separation. I firmly believe there's, you know, it, it's, it's not that far. So so I met her at a um, small business association trade show. I had a table there, was talking about EpiHab. Mm-hmm. She told me that she has a sister with autism, who's having a hard time finding employment in California. I told her about what we did and said that I would make some inquiries and see if I could find other companies that could do similar things that we could do in, in the area of where she lived in California. And I wasn't successful, um, but we hit it off to a point where she said, I, I want to take a tour. And then when she took a tour, she says, I want to bring my sister here. She's coming out for Thanksgiving. And so she brought her sister and her mom here and and, you know, we all just sat there and cried at the end. Uh, and and I, I'm sorry, I'm an emotional guy because I'm very passionate about this. It's personal to me. Um, EpiHab is a, is a 63-year-old nonprofit that was formed wow. to give a place for people with epilepsy and other disabilities in the late 50s a place to work. It wasn't a training facility. It's not a placement agency. It's 65,000 square feet. And we, we tried to create meaningful jobs. And so some of our first contracts were with the large supercomputer companies, Motorola, et cetera, oh, in wow. the 50s. And we were primarily a wood shop. And what we did was we built the crates and the desks for the supercomputers oh. in the 50s and 60s. Holy no shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then in the 70s, as technology started to change, computers got smaller and smaller, right? That business shrank up and we had to reinvent ourselves. And so we aligned ourselves with the printing community in Arizona. And the reason was back then there was no such thing as digital technology. Um, It was all done on offset presses. And if you wanted a thousand binders that had seven tabs and chapters and this and that it was all printed in mass quantity and it was hand assembled and we had literally a hundred people sitting around tables that would just go and hand collate and assemble the binders wow that's what we did and then as as in the 80s and 90s as digital technology started coming about in the printing world then we evolved and we started doing direct mailing. We started doing 
fulfillment and hand assembly and kitting. And we've been doing that ever since. Okay. And, and now we're in another, another evolution. Uh, my background is in the digital printing equipment sales business. I was been an executive with several companies uh, throughout my 25 year career in that business. And so when I got to Epihab, I sought out a bunch of relationships that I had called in some favors and got $250,000 worth of digital printing equipment donated to Epihab. And I started an in-house print shop that now teaches disabled adults the printing industry. <gasps> and my customers can print their work here that they now put in the kits and in the fulfillment. And it's a one-stop shop. Oh my God. Oh my, so you've just in-house expanded uh, your services like yeah. tenfold, boom. So, so I hired a print shop manager who also, I'm just gonna say, heard the call. He came for a, he came for a tour. He has two boys that both have challenges and he saw what we were doing and um, he says, I gotta find a way to work here. And I said, but, but I can't afford to do anything. He goes, I don't care. We got to find a way to make it work. And I kind of told him what my plans were and what I was doing. And we just stayed in touch. And so his career has been that he's been a freelance graphic designer. He's been uh, someone who assembles and creates videos, videography. Oh, man. He is a commercial photographer uh -huh. of both people, real estate, and products. And so he decided when I said I'm ready to hire him, hired him. He runs my print shop. We took one room in one of our buildings, painted it the right color 5,000 Kelvin gray. And now it's a photo <laughs> studio to be able to do commercial photography of products. So just think of this. You're a brand new business. You have an idea. You have a patent or you have a product. You're trying to get it, right? Right. And you, you have the idea and maybe even you have a prototype, but what do you do? Well, there's all these companies that are going to try and sell you all these different things, right? But if you come to us, we can take commercial photography of your prototype. We can help you design your website. We can print your collaterals and your materials. We can help you design your packaging we can assemble the product, we can put it in the packaging, we can store it on the shelves, and then when you open up your online store and every day we can go in and download your orders, print out the UPS labels, pull them off the shelf, ship them out the door, and you never touch it. And you're giving life in a career to over 50 challenged adults. Wow. And I see, I see multiple levels. Yeah. You mentioned something challenged adult, you know, adults uh -huh. who have a hard time getting into the workplace right. because of life conditions. And we're talking about people, late adult onset epileptics that had master's degrees. This is taking adults is. and not taking them for granted. You guys are actually valuing yep. these people's skills and talent. Well, right? I'm the first president in the history of the company, 63 years, that actually has a challenged adult. My son is 26. He's high functioning with autism. And over the years, I've helped him find three jobs. 
I've worked with the owners of the companies to try and help find the accommodations that were going to be necessary to make him successful. Okay. So, I, I mean, I have experience in this. Um, so it's, I'm very passionate about it, but what, what's been amazing to me is that very few companies are willing to look at the ability. They just see the disability. Oh, Yes. I mean, that's just, that's just it. So, so I'll tell you a story that will, uh, I'll, I'll see if I can not cry while I'll tell it. Um, it was my second day on the job and I got an online job application and we need, we were looking to hire some people and this person looked great on paper, had great experience and, and, and had, had, you know, run a CNC cutting machine. And I mean, had, had good experience. And so I called him and he answered the phone and we talked for a little bit and I, and, and he thanked me for returning his call and we talked a little bit. And I, I finally, I just asked him a question. I said, you have a great background. You look really good on paper. You could be earning 17, 18, $20 an hour. We're a nonprofit and we don't pay that. Why Epihab? And he said, well, you guys don't judge. You guys are not intolerant. And you guys, you guys value people. Hmm. And, 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 and I was taken back by his answer a little bit. And so I said, well, when have you ever been judged? When has somebody been intolerant to you or you not felt valued? And you know, when you got somebody on the phone and you can hear their voice break and you know, they're, they're gone. Yeah. His voice crackled. You could hear the tears. And he said, Tony, I'm blind. I lost my sight when I was 19. And he said, I've been on 11 different job interviews and my voc rehab coach has told me not to tell people that I'm blind, but to get the interview. And 11 different times I've gotten the interview, I've showed up. Somebody takes one look at me and says, I'm sorry, we have to have quality control and you can't do that. So we can't consider you for this job. Oh, and, and as the father of someone with challenges, my heart broke. I literally wept inside for this guy, but I also got really angry. I got angry at a folk rehab coach for telling him to, to be dishonest and to yeah. mislead people and setting him up for failure. So I told exactly. him, I said, I'm not going to, I'm not going to be number 12. I said, I want your voc rehab coach's name and number, and I'm going to call you tomorrow. So I called the voc rehab coach and he picked up and I told him who I was. And he, you know, he didn't know me from Adam, you know, he just thought I was another employer. And I said, I said, what are you doing on Wednesday? And he's like, uh, I don't know why I said, because you're picking up this person from his house. You're driving him here. I'm giving him a six hour job audition and we're going to try five or six different jobs in that time frame, And you're going to be his side-by-side -side job coach and his eyes, and you're going to help find his ability and see if we can make something work. 
And I don't know if we can, but that's your job. Your job is not to get him to lie. Good man. Oh, man. And so he said, okay. So he showed up. He showed up with the client. We gave him a quick tour. We tried him out on all these different jobs. And we found two or three that he actually could do. Maybe not as quick. Maybe not as accurate as somebody with sight, but that he could learn. If he could do that on his first day, where he could go. We found his ability. So we hired him. He's now been here for four months. He's been working part-time and he just asked me if he could go to full-time because he wants to start saving to pay for his daughter's wedding. Oh, man. And I sit there and I think, that's what we do. We don't just give job training. We don't just give careers. We affect people's lives. We give them hope. We give them family. We give them self-worth and value and they feel like they matter. And they're acknowledged for the work they do and they're recognized for it. And they're not treated any different, which is what my son tells me all the time. Don't treat me different. Right. 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 And, 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 and that's just one example. I could sit here and tell you story after story after story. Wow. And so every day when I go home, my wife says, so what miracle did you see today? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yes. Yes. Uh, your heart must like your heart must be overflowing. It almost. is just. Oh, it is. is a month or two ago, I got a phone call from the Barrows Neurological Institutes. So are you familiar with them here in Arizona? They're the main pioneers for epilepsy. And um, okay. Charles Barrows was one of the founders in 1958 of EpiHab. Okay. I mean, the Neurological Center is named after him. And okay, and they wanted to take a tour because they had not been to EpiHab for probably 30, 40 years. So I got to take a tour. We showed them. They kind of met me and saw my passion, saw what's going on. And now we're in the exploratory stages of making Epihab a rehab site for, for somebody who's had a traumatic brain injury and who's on a recovery path through the Barrows Neurological Institute to where they can volunteer you know, a traumatic brain injury takes about two years to heal to get to a certain point. Uh -huh. and, and at about 14 months, they start working on things like finger dexterity, eye-hand coordination, fine motor skills. Okay. And so by having somebody volunteer and come here and work four hours, three times a day with a job coach doing work that matters, right? Right. It's actually their therapy. And then if it works out, I could hire them. Oh my God. I mean, yeah. Win, 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 yeah. win. Everybody wins. Oh my God. You're like, you're sowing the seeds of positivity in, in the neurological and epilepsy community right there, Tony. You know, I, I am, I'm an instrument and that's all I'm going to say. My heart's in the right place. I, I come from I come from a family who's been down that road of hearing a diagnosis and losing all hope. 
and I give my wife. You ever had a grand mal seizure in gym class? That whiplash back when life was dishing out pimp slaps. Fed up and we've all been better, but I'm set to step up, never let up, cause the fall is just a setup now to get up. Regret'll never get the better of me with the sawed off. When I'm having trouble talking, someone knocks my writer's block off. And if my eyes glaze and my knees drift south, and you ever think to stick a credit card in my mouth, I take MasterCard and Visa for my risk rewards. I'm not biting my tongue, why don't you bite yours? It's all too much. Said it's all too much. Said it's all too much. And if the world breaks your legs, you go and beat it with your crutch.